Hello, goblins and ghouls. So today, in addition to my episode on Fat Bastard, the Austin Powers character, I'm also going to address the Quora question of what is the saddest truth about musicians? So uh, when you have done as much recording as I have and you still are not successful, it can sometimes feel like you're punishing yourself almost. And that's not only true of music, but for the arts in general. If you're not some rip-roaring success, you uh, might get a little down in the dumps about it. So I think you really must do it because you enjoy it or actually train yourself to think that way if, if you want to uh, last as a creative person. And if you start out with the sole aim of having mega success, you may very well end up disappointed as so many rags to riches story end up not being like yours. You know, you're not necessarily going to rise to the absolute top of the pile of, you know, creative genius hype. So, um, you know, be prepared for the possibility of failure and being told no on occasion. And uh, that's really kind of a tough lesson to learn. And you're not necessarily going to have a built-in audience. You might have to do some promotional kind of stuff or what have you. And in a way, that's kind of what this podcast episode is because I'm talking about, you know, my own history as a musician a little bit, my own experiences. So if you are going to be successful, it will most likely be a combination of skill and luck. You know, it, you, you may be born with some uh, talent potential, obviously, but if you don't have the right connections, the right resources, you know, if you don't know the right people, you know, you're really probably not going to have any kind of success. So to some degree, you need to be a bit of a social butterfly. And that is another thing that can be tough. You know, that's definitely not the way I am naturally. It's not like I'm a, I'm a complete uh, misanthrope and I can never be around other people, but I'm definitely more of a keep to yourself kind of person, more of an inside dog, I suppose you might say. And, you know, if you're sensitive at all, you almost just can't help but be sad that you haven't been able to carry it through to the point of more success and recognition. And I think this can more easily lead to one's being stuck. And uh, that's that's not just in music, by the way. It's also like in a career. I used to work at a store called Shopco. And thankfully, the place does not exist anymore because it, it was... One of those places where I really felt stuck, you know, and uh, I I was pretty much depressed working there. And at a certain point, I stopped even looking for other jobs because I was telling myself, you know, I'm stuck here. This is the best I'm going to be able to do. And uh, it's, it's pretty easy to get stuck in that track of thinking like I can never do better than this. I'm or, or you know, of course, the classic argument that somebody might make against themselves is, you know, oh, I'm, I'm too old now. You know, it's, it's, I'm past my prime. I'm never going to move past this situation or whatever, you know. Uh, but th there are some counterexamples to that thinking, like Alan, Alan, Alan Rickman, I think that's his name, 
from the Die Hard movies. I, I suck at names, but I believe Alan Rickman was 40 years old when he first starred in the movie Die Hard, which was really his breakthrough role. So you you sometimes have to be in that age ain't nothing but a number kind of mindset as well. And to be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned right now, it's enough for me to be able to pick up a musical instrument, turn the amp or whatever on, and play some music and go and do that for a little while. You know, it's not always just about chasing fame. You know, sometimes the music itself should be involved. And uh, it almost feels more honest to just do that without having a lot of preconceptions involved. And sometimes I'll be recording it and other times not. And fortunately, you know, some of the times I have recorded it were like top-notch moments. And other times I've been embarrassed by what I've come up with. But, you know, and uh, as sort of a general point, I, I might say that I enjoy life enough at the moment. It's not perfect, uh, but for the most part, it's okay. Not everything is bad it, it, in my own personal life. And even when things aren't top-notch, I sort of train myself into developing a philosophy of basically rolling with most of life's punches. And, you know, granted, I think I can still fight back when need be. So where it counts, you know what I mean? But I just try to keep things relatively low-key. And I would say don't, don't expect to fully transform yourself uh, or your circumstances instantly. You know, I don't, I don't expect that in my own life. And I certainly don't expect to change the world altogether. Uh, you know, I can speak my mind and do whatever seems right for me. And hopefully some people out there will sometimes listen both to my opinions and maybe even some of the sounds I've created, you know, as far as uh, that goes or things I've written or whatever. I've had some moderate success. But, you know, most of my success is actually with my writing career, oddly enough, even though I think I'm probably a better musician than I am a writer. But, you know, life is quirky like that. Sometimes you have more success in some area that you didn't originally plan on. So do I wish more people would show an interest in my music? Uh, yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I realize that what I do is not for everyone and I'm not really a professional musician per se. I'm not trying to write the next pop top 40 hit. If you want to hear something like Staying Alive, I would suggest you go ahead and listen to the Bee Gees, you know what I mean? I think my music makes enough of a difference to myself, which is mostly why I do it. It's almost like a selfish thing. It's really just something to do to kill time, and I enjoy some of it, you know? Really, I, uh, I only get bothered by lack of interest in my music if I'm in sort of a bitchy mood about it. And that's actually less common as I get older, which is kind of interesting. I, I do wish more people would give it a chance, I will say that much, as sort of a general statement. Because some of it is actually pretty good, and I think, you know, uh, it's better than some other stuff out there. I'll even be bold enough to say that. Well, I mean, some of it is. Some of the stuff I've come up with is basically just crap. But, you know, some of it's actually worthwhile. And if you're one of those people who claims, I like to listen to all sorts of stuff, 
then maybe you can test that premise, you know, push it to the limit and actually check some of my own material out. I'm going to link to one of my albums in the uh, description here. So if you, if you feel open to that challenge, then by all means. Really, if, if people choose to listen to it, then I'm fine with that. But they have to be given the opportunity to do so. You know, they have to find my stuff. And in that way, it's almost like a hidden prize because I'm not really out there massively promoting stuff or having lots of gigs even. You know, I don't really do that many shows. And of course, if people don't like what I do, it'll be like the opposite of a prize, I suppose. Like maybe a Lego piece they just stepped on without knowing it was there previously. Um, you know, I've had I've had people like some of my YouTube videos of songs that I've uploaded there, but I've I've had a downvote or two as well. So I'll, I'm still mostly in the underground as far as my music stuff goes, and that might be better off anyway. That's really the way to go if you want true indie cred. And uh, if you want to make stuff that no one cares about, you know, how much edgier can you get than that? You know, that's like, that's like really cool and edgy or whatever. I suppose it's lame to call your music cool or, or anything like that, but whatever. Who, who gives a shit, right? And on the plus side, being mostly a one-man operation means I don't need to hold a vote with, you know, band members or board members or any of that kind of stuff regarding how I promote my own material or, you know, the uh, composition of my tracks. And that being said, there are limits to that approach too. Sometimes there's a track on an album that I'm actually proud of and I know practically no one on earth but me will hear it. And it can be a bit of a bummer sometimes, you know, I'm going to be honest about that. And, you know, if I had more connections with other musicians and all that kind of stuff. You know, maybe I wouldn't have that kind of problem as much. And honestly, I'll just say that when it comes to my reputation reputation as a musician, or if I'm feeling more pretentious as a musical artist, I think some people think all my stuff is out there and weird and experimental. And sure enough, a good chunk of it is, but I do occasionally make some relatively normal tracks and i think some people might not realize that who know me in person they probably think you know everything i do is just you know like this noisy stuff like i'm a noisician more than i'm a musician but sometimes i do just play relatively normal things in fact these days if i am to be accurately accused of any recent musical crime it might be that some of my stuff is too ambient and too ambient and it borders on being easy listening material. But maybe that's just a contrast with the other stuff that might be called hard listening, I suppose. Um, you know, I, I like experimenting. I like, you know, pushing boundaries of sound and seeing if I can create some new combinations of elements. I think, I think I'm, dare I say, cutting edge sometimes. I'll even, you know, toot my horn a little bit in that way. And uh, if, if you're asking me what my favorite track is that I've recorded over the years, it's hard to pick one, but I, I would say my first officially released album, which is called 
music to get you shot at, and which will be in the description box down below. Well, I think that's probably the best album overall. And one of my favorite tracks from that is called Many Freedoms to Lose. So on that track, you know, it is it is a guitar improvised track. And I have prepared the guitar. That, that means like you put uh, objects in between the strings or something like that. And it, it just makes it sound a little bit more like, I guess you could say an exotic musical instrument. And uh, I have delay effects on it. And it's really a one-of-a-kind recording. I don't, I don't know if I could duplicate it. I, I would actually challenge people out there, see if they could actually duplicate the sounds on that track. Because it's a bit of a challenge. I, I couldn't duplicate it very well myself because of the unique things that were happening. Um, basically, the track is my interactions with uh, being surprised by, by what I'm doing. You know, it's a, it's one of those interesting things that happens when you put metal objects between the strings or whatever. There will be some moments where you are like, huh, that made an interesting sound. And uh, basically, that's what the track Many Freedoms to Lose is largely about. And all of the material on the album Music to Get You Shot At is basically fully realized, you know, especially compared to some of my other albums, which were just my hitting the record button and seeing what happens. So I, I don't know if I would say it has great production value, but it's at least good production value. I think almost all the tracks on Music to Get You Shot At are strong works in their own right, and they stand up on their own merit, and they have a sense of urgency to them, too. It almost seems like a concept album, in fact, even though it really isn't. It's just sort of a mixtape sort of thing, I guess. But, you know, it, it does almost have a concept album vibe. And for a debut album, I think I was doing a pretty good job with it. And the nice thing is I really didn't care about, you know, having a sophomore slump after that because I have sort of a freewheeling attitude about things. I'm I'm prolific and I don't really put that much thought into what I'm doing most of the time. In fact, I'm overwhelmingly an improvisational musician. So that, that doesn't mean I, I'm a jazz music, musician per se, but I definitely am improvise a lot. So just to be clear on that, jazz is a style and not all improvised music is necessarily jazzy. You know what I mean? So that's that's sort of one of my pet peeves about when people talk about improvisation. They think, oh, it's all jazz. Well, no, not really. In fact, not all jazz music is improvised either. So, you know, just keep that in mind. I'm capable of learning and repeating musical parts and passages. And I even have a few things that I've actually sat down and composed over the years, but it's really more common for me to just hit the record button and see what happens when I pick up a musical instrument. I basically try to keep it raw and primitive because that's more fun for me. And I'm, I'm really a little bit disappointed that more musicians don't do that as a matter of course. You know, I think there should be a, a few more of us out there who have that approach 
I guess you could say, a primitivist approach. So if you were to ask musically, what are my plans for the rest of the year? All I can say is I'll be playing it by ear. I haven't done live gigs in literally years. So that's partly because of COVID, but that might have been the case anyway. And maybe I'll try doing, you know, live gigs again at some point if something happens to inspire it. You know, if I kind of get swept up in into something. But so far, I don't really see that happening too often in the future. So I, I will leave with an unrelated note because I want to be inspiring here and, you know, uh, <laughs> have have some uh, maybe social depth here that I didn't before. So I'm going to quote Martin Luther King Jr., who was speaking at Cornell College, Mount Vernon, Iowa, on October 15, 1962. He said, I'm convinced that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other, and they, do they don't know each other because they don't communicate with each other. And they don't communicate with each other because they are separated from each other. End quote. So don't always be a stranger to people. Don't always be an inside dog. Sometimes it pays to go out in public and play with a frisbee or something, you know. Be a social butterfly instead of a lone wolf sometimes. So that's about it for this episode. Um, hopefully you do check my album out because I certainly talked about it enough here. Uh, I feel kind of guilty for making this a self-promotional episode, but people do that all the time. And uh, I suppose I shouldn't be totally above it myself. So uh, have a good day.